0: Thank you for listening to this special Stone Cold Country podcast, the new traditionalist series, where we focus on our our keeping it country. We like to say we are bridging the old with the new. We passionately believe in the critical importance of keeping the traditional forms of country music alive. Please partner with us on our journey to keep tear jerking, crying in your beer, soaring steel guitar type music on the airwaves and highways. But most importantly, we want you to keep this amazing music in your hearts. If you hear an artist you like, please fan them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and stream them on your favorite platforms. And when possible, buy their music and merch directly from their website. By doing so, you become an important financial partner that is helping to sustain Nara's career. Additionally, you can also visit our site stunkledcountry.net and explore great music and the many ways you can get involved in keeping traditional country music alive.
1: Um, we're really stoked to have you. I mean, obviously, alcohol abuse is doing really great, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, you know, we want to get some background information first. And the way we usually do this is I'll ask a question, and Anna will ask a question, and, you know, we kind of, you know, do it that way. So, Anna, I'll let you grab the first question. Where are you from? How did you get your start in
0: music?
2: <laughs> well, I am from San Angelo, Texas, Texas. I've been. I was born and raised here from a rodeo and ranching family. Uh, I've been here for, I guess, uh, a quarter of a century, <laughs> and wow. uh, we've just uh, grown up around here. You know, uh, it's it's a good place to be. The people are great, and and of course, like I said, it's home. It's where my whole family is branched, and we've gotten to see the see the nation while rodeoing, and and now I get to do it while while playing music it's it's uh it is it's a whole lot of fun but, but San Angelo is where I call home. San Angelo Oh
1: fantastic. That's awesome. Now you said rodeo and ranch now I, I don't wanna assume anything, but did you actually do the circuit when it comes to rodeoing or
2: I did so uh my my uh granddad is a pickup man and my uh my dad rode Bronx and wow. uh and I started kind of picking up doing that and and, uh, and I was I, that's what I thought I was going to go to college for is to be on a, on a rodeo team. And uh, then I, I ended up uh, playing music and, and getting a lot further playing music. And, and, uh, and I, I honestly, I had a lot of, a lot of fun doing it, a lot more fun. So it's definitely my calling. And uh, it's, it's something that uh, just, I've always been around it and I always will be around it, but uh, I, I had to, had to throw some music in there, but I, I definitely have. I've been around, the whole rodeo and circuits all my all my life and uh it's it's just been fun it's it's one of those things where not not everybody gets to be a part of it you know so nice. it it was it was really cool to be a part of it
1: yeah, I know Cody, one of my favorite artists, Cody, um, you know, was part of that for a while, you know, so, and he brings that into his music as well. So that that's, that's always awesome, you know, to hear that. Um, so Absolutely. I'm not familiar, and uh, are you, Anna, are you familiar with San Angelo, Texas? Because I'm not. So um, are you familiar with San Angelo, Texas? Mm, not really. No, no, I'm not either, so... <laughs> So if I were, and we, you know, we make it out to uh, Texas about three times a year. We usually go out to Austin and to Fort Worth, like, you know, and that's about it. Um, so, Absolutely. so what I would like to ask you, because we're foodies. <laughs> so <laughs> if, I, if I went to San Angelo, see me and Anna went out to San Angelo, um, where would you recommend in terms of, you know, uh, grabbing a really nice meal?
2: Oh, i'll tell you since we're uh, since we're about 2 hours away from the border uh maybe an hour and a half depending on how fast you drive but oh. we uh, we're about 2 hours away and so i would say uh uh there's a mexican food place here in here in san angelo it's called henry's it's huge and uh everybody it's the destination spot when everybody passes through and and uh it's it's the big one to go to but it's for real authentic mexican food uh but i'd say henry's here in san angelo
1: Oh wow! And what would you recommend that that I order there?
2: Oh, okay. So I, there, they have this they have this uh, this thing called the Pollo Alparea. It's it's grilled chicken and mm-hmm. it's got queso over it, and uh, it comes with beans and rice and tortillas and. That's, uh, that's my big go-to is, is grilled chicken with, with queso over it. That's, I love that stuff.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That sounds so delicious. That sounds great. <laughs> it sounds so
0: delicious.
2: It's, uh, right. it's something that I, I tell you, it's not everywhere has it, but, but I definitely, I mean, I'll, I'll go to bat for Henry's. I, I think Henry's is one of the best out there.
1: <laughs> Golly. Wow. Okay. We're going to have to check that
0: out. Who's the most famous person from your hometown?
2: Well, uh. My my hometown, it's San Angelo is uh it's hundred thousand people, uh it's about three hours west of of Austin, uh and uh, it's I mean it's just a whole bunch of uh, ranching families, a lot of oil fields, um and uh, they have a university here that I attended, uh Angelo State University and uh, it's it's a great place the people are awesome and uh it's just a great place to grow up a great place to be and and the best part about it is in three hours you can be anywhere you want to except for houston but in three hours you can be anywhere in this state you want to be so it's uh it it is it's just uh, i love the people here uh that's really the driving force here in angelo is you have some of the best people in the world and uh they they all come out and support that's where i got my start is here in san angelo and so uh, they, they supported us every step of the way and, and, it's just a, just an awesome place to be in a, in a great location right in the middle of Texas.
1: Case, is there anyone that's like super duper famous that came from there? <laughs> i tell you what,
2: uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I really got to thinking about it. There was a, uh, there was a pitcher for the Cubs. His name was Greg Maddox. He's born here, but he's not, he didn't really live here. So I, uh, I was thinking about people that lived here in San Angelo and, and, uh, there's a group that came out in the early 2000s. They were the Lost Lonely Boys, and uh, they all live and, and work here, but they had a number one hit nationally. And uh, But other than that, it's, it's a quiet, sleepy town, so uh, you got your, your real heroes out there. You know, you got people, yeah. in the, especially oh. right now with COVID going mm-hmm. around, everybody that's oh, working yeah. in healthcare and, and everybody. Mm-hmm. So they have a huge hospital here and uh and so it's that's those are the real winners here in san angelo and and it's kind of cool to see everybody come together
1: that's awesome that that's that's fantastic uh what's one thing you feel that you learned early on that's helped you through life i mean because it sounds like you come from a close-knit community a close-knit family uh so i'm sure that you know there were some you know very kind of um awesome values that were you know passed down uh and things that maybe have helped you through life, you know, to get you to where you're at now.
2: Absolutely. Uh honesty is a huge thing for me and and uh, I'm a I'm a big proprietor. I uh I mean that and uh trustworthiness, you know, it's a man's only uh only as strong as his word and and uh, yeah. so I am a I'm a big handshake, look you in the eye kind of guy and and so honesty and and traditional, you know, hard work and and all of those things all come together. That's that's really what is, and that's the cool part about this music uh, is you see a lot of that. You see a lot of people. They put all of their hard work into it, and it's just honest hard work. And and uh, you mentioned Cody Johnson earlier. He's he's one of the one of the uh, epitomes of it. That yeah. he put in a lot of hard work, and it's good honest work. And and people stand behind that brand of of neo traditional country music. And mm-hmm. so it's, that's the kind of things that I, I try to instill in my music also. And, and, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's done very well for us and, and I'm truly blessed.
1: I love to hear that. You know, it, it's very, um, easy to kind of, you know, cause things happen, you know, very quickly, you know, sometimes, you know, with me, the music business, um, and you start getting a lot of traction and attention and, you know, case, sometimes um, sometimes it, you know, people forget where they come from and what they were taught. You know, because you know, sometimes you you just kind of get sucked into everything. So that's awesome. It sounds like you know that's not the case with you, so that's good.
2: Oh, not at all. I uh, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, I'm I'm a huge people person, and and that's that's why we do this is is for the for the audiences, for the crowd, for the people, and 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 I, I really I enjoy going out and meeting and taking pictures and everything, and and it's it's just a it's a lot of fun. I mean, without them, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are now and, and with the success that we've had. And, and that's that's my big thing is is uh, I, I want to be, you know, just as nice as the guy next to me. And, and, you know, just being kind, it's it's not that hard. So that's one of my things I really strive for is to be one of the nicest guys out there. And I, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you all very much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Tell us about your latest single. Is there a backstory to it? No. So,
2: well, I, uh, my, my latest single, we're, uh, we're almost to the top of the charts here in oh, Texas. No. I'm uh, so
1: excited for you. It's number three. Uh, I just
2: <laughs> very excited. I, I really am. I talked to my radio promoter, uh, just on Friday and, and we're going to try for number one, uh, this weekend yes. next week. And oh, so it's,
1: awesome.
2: I'm very excited. Uh. But I tell you it's a, a, a buddy of mine named Bernie Nelson.
1: Bernie we just he actually he's our feature for November. We interviewed him. He's um he's our On the Brink podcast feature cuz you um this conversation with you this would be under our new traditionalist podcast series. It's a a, a separate thing. But um yeah, we talked to Bernie for like over 2 hours. And we have the first hour. No, I'm not kidding. And we have the first hour. It's posted on our website, StoneColdCountry.net, and it's on all the streaming platforms. You know, Apple, Spotify. But anyway, oh my gosh, it's such a small world. Oh, it mm-hmm. is. Bernie That's sent small. me.
2: He well, he he actually he had a he had a buddy of his that that had written the song, and uh, he he sent it over to. I guess Bernie got a hold of it and said, you know what, this would be a perfect Case Harden song, and so he he sent it over my way, and immediately. I uh, I think I called him and I said, I, "Man, I, I don't think I can I can sing all those Your words." And, all uh and
1: alcoholic names. <laughs> <laughs> I know I
2: know it. There's so many drinks that I haven't even tried yet. You know, and so <laughs> I uh, I I had tried to uh, I, anyway. He said, "Just try it out." So I I got met with my producer and and we got into the studio, and I kept having trouble uh, singing all through those words. And oh yeah, and he said. And he said, "Man, go take a lap." And so I, I ended up jogging around the uh, around the studio and wow. just kind of open up my lungs. And we went back in through there and powered through it. And it worked out. It, it worked great. We did it in one cut. And uh, it is. It's one of those songs. It's a fun party driving song. And and uh, and, it, and it, we ended up doing uh, doing really good, I think, on it. And we're really looking forward to a number one.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so amazing,
2: Bernie. Whole list of these songs and and uh we so we ended up going through and he's even got a few more cuts on our upcoming record that's coming out later on this year oh, uh, wow, toward the turn to of the year that. so he he has about I, I believe four spots on this new record and so it's it's a uh, it's a great record that we're really looking forward to and it, it kind of better pushes this is my sophomore record so it better pushes my brand of music and the people that uh i, I want people to associate this kind of music with case harden so uh, we're really looking forward to it. And I couldn't have done it without Bernie's help. He's a he's oh, a huge no, influence no. and a big help.
1: <laughs> it's such a small <laughs> world. I just can't believe I had no idea he had worked with Bernie. It's just such a small world. Well, we're gonna go Absolutely. ahead and play alcohol abuse. We're gonna do that right now. All right.
2: Let's do it.
3: Hit the chicken right in front of her face Jack Daniels was a falling like around the stage and a bite broke out and a bouncer broke a ball over all that noise I heard somebody Cooking sherry, mudslide, margarita, whiskey, sour, straight tequila, screwdriver, hurricane, Shirley Temple down the drain, every drop we lose, alcohol abuse. Well the trouble escalated as the cops showed up, they busted through the doors, pulled out their handcuffs, and boys you need some help, a little rehabilitation, we're running you in from misappropriation, appropriation. Harpoon, Lone Star, Blue Moon Dos Equis, Samuel Adams gone to hell Every drive will... Cherry mudslide, margarita, whiskey sour, straight tequila, screwdriver, hurricane, Shirley Temple down the drain Harpoon, Lone Star, Blue Moon, sicky ham still Samuel Adams, Gone to Hell, Highball, Buddy, Mary, Fuzzy, Navel, Cooking, Sherry, Cherry, mud, slide, Margarita, Whiskey Sour, Straight Tequila, Screwdriver, Hurricane, Shirley Temple, Down the drain. Every drop we is alcohol.
1: that is just so weird how things kind of work <laughs> out. No, I'm not, I had no idea. Right. Anna, we had no idea. He had worked with Ryan and it's so funny that he's our feature, um, for this month. And we had just such a big time talking to him. He's yeah. just so knowledgeable and he's had so much success, you know, as a songwriter in Nashville. And he had told Absolutely. us that he, mm-hmm, he had moved. Um, he said it was about a year and a half ago. Um, To uh, Texas, I believe, to the hill country. did. um, He moved Mm -hmm. to
2: Fredericksburg. He, uh, so he's,
1: I talked to him maybe about,
2: oh, I'd say a week ago. Uh, no, I take that back. I talked to him on Friday, and he, uh, we just, talked around and, and talked about shows and talked about songs and and uh, i even told him you know hey we're even working on the third record you know i want to i want to get this thing out and get our brand of music out as quick as we can and and uh he's he's going to send some more songs our way and
1: oh, you couldn't great. ask for a
2: better guy he's just a great guy
1: yeah, he does seem that when we told him we want to do weekend at Bernie's with him, you know, because <laughs> we, you know, we yeah, we dabble around in songwriting. You, you never know. I mean, you might come up with a hit. I mean, who knows? You know, you just never know. So, um, yeah, right. it, yeah, it's a a great experience. So, um, I don't know if you, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. This is what I feel about your music, and you know. I don't know if you're going to agree or not. So (laughs) I would consider your music what I like. I've heard, you know, the whole, the entire Over Fort Worth album, which I think was your first one, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, great. And you have, you know, a couple of singles as well. So we've heard the entire canon of your music that's available. And when we (laughs) listen to your music, Case, For us, we think um, it's definitely neo-traditional country. Would you agree? Absolutely.
2: Okay. I would. I would wholeheartedly agree. That's if uh, you got to have you know a a pedal steel and a a fiddle in there, and, and that's the way I've I've always grown up. That was the cool thing about being in a rodeo family is we'd go to rodeos all over the country, and all the time. What what now is playing on Prime Country on Sirius XM? that was new at the time because i was you know five years old in, in 2000 and and that was all the kind of stuff that i remember is late 90s country and early 2000s and and i'm a i'm a huge fan of, of those guys out there like tracy bird and and faith hill and all that all the music from then and, and tracy lawrence george straight i mean the list goes mm-hmm. on but yeah. I, the, I have uh, i love those those uh, neo-traditional sounds and and I and I try my hardest to do it justice in my music.
1: Oh, and I think you do an excellent job. So, um what do you actually love about traditional country? I think you mentioned a couple things that might kind of answer that question partially. So you mentioned the steel, you mentioned the fiddle, and those are absolutely components, you know, of a traditional country song. But what else do you like about traditional country? Uh,
2: I tell my band and I tell everybody uh, that I talk to, even songwriters, I, I'm I'm a words guy. I love words and the melody uh, comes second to me. I know the melody will be there. And, and I'm, I surround myself with great musicians and. And they're able to, to keep me on, on my game. But I'm a I'm a big word guy. I love the stories in country music. I, I love ballads and uh, without without a story there's no song. And so I, I really do I'm a big sucker for uh for words and great great lyrics and, and that's what makes a really good country song and, and to me. And that's what I'm I I hope I bring to the table not only with Over Fort Worth, our first record, but also with this new record uh titled lucky him that's coming out we're we're really excited about it
1: lucky him though i remember maybe i'm i hope i'm not speaking out of turn here <laughs> but i not I think at all I heard a song on your last album that was lucky him it was uh bad that's for right you, uh good for her and lucky him i remember those lines
2: <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right and it's a great song and we went into the studio and uh, we re-recorded it and, and uh, remastered, remixed, and, and it's gonna be the title track. It would go over well, and, and it's got a great storyline to it. And something oh, yeah. that not only I have been through, but if I've been through it, somebody else out there has been through it as well. So that makes it to where it's a great country song, it's relatable, and, and uh, I'm really hoping for a radio single with it.
1: Yeah, I never forgot those lines in that song. It just like, I thought it was so clever and you know, so well done. And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, sometimes there's just, you know, some lines in a song that just kind of, you know, stay with you because they're so good. You know what I mean? And that was one of those. Exactly. Oh, That's
2: the way I felt it, about it also as we were cutting it. I, I I knew right then that it was one of my favorite songs that we, we have recorded and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it, but, I, I'm it's, we kind of have some stark competition with this next record. We have a lot of great songs and, and some that I, had a hand in and, and some that uh, some great songwriters, some very accredited songwriters like Bernie Nelson mm-hmm. uh, that, that we uh, we got in there on the record. So there's going to be some tough competition to see what gets on radio, but that's a good thing. That's that's not a bad thing.
1: Uh, that's a good problem to have,
0: actually. <laughs> Who are your musical heroes and why?
2: Well, I, uh, I'm a big fan, of, but we got to play with him actually this year uh got to do a a run of shows with him uh we got to do some with with Aaron Watson and some with uh some we did Kyle Park but I gotta tell you the top off of the year was was Tracy Bird I'm a Um. huge Tracy Bird fan and uh I I think that not only him as a person uh he's the kind of guy that I would strive to be nice to everybody and and he's just uh a great people person, and uh, I, but I love his music, his neo-traditional sound, and, and I'm a big fan of of Tracy Lawrence and and mm-hmm. uh, even some early Garth Brooks. But but mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of George Strait, and that's who we get to work with in the studio is is a lot of a lot of Straits guys, and so we uh, we keep all those influences pretty close, and and anything from the late nineties. I'm um, I'm a huge fan of Lone Star back in those days. But uh the new the new guys now, uh John Party and and uh some Luke Combs music has some neo traditional sound music and and uh I'm just a, a fan of all of the above. If it fits in that neo traditional category I'm a I'm a fan.
1: There's a lot of I mean it's starting to you know, my opinion again, just I I feel like it's starting to come back, you know, slowly. It's slow, it's That's not right. cool. but I can hear it. No, and Midland is another group, you know. A lot That's of their right. music is more traditional, too. I mean, obviously, Kojo, you know, absolutely. Um, George Strait, Alan Jackson, you know, his last album. Have oh, you heard it? Oh my gosh. I it's- have.
2: I have that that pedal that pedal steel player worked overtime on that record. It was a oh, good record. Oh my
1: goodness, it is so good. Um, and I was just well, he's always kept it, you know, traditional country. But I was just so happy to, you know, hear a new album from him, over 20 songs. And it's nothing but old country music, you know. And so I was I was just real happy. And I, there, there are several. And John Party's one. He's got, you know, a couple songs that are real, you know, uh, traditional country. And, you know, I, I just like it when I at least hear, you know, some of it. You know from some of these mainstream artists that tells me that you know it's not over yet (laughs) that's (laughs) right
2: that's right when i very first started i had heard from the beginning that that uh it's like a pendulum you know it'll it'll swing one way and and it's a, a point there where there's it's nothing but pop and rock and then that pendulum will switch back and and you'll start getting the real country again and and that's what i strive to be is is a real country artist and and uh, sing some sing some songs about my story and, and uh, just make it as traditional as, as I possibly can.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if you wanted to introduce someone to traditional country music, the way that, you know, we feel uh, traditional country music should sound, you know, a pedal steel or fiddle or both, is there like one song that you would, you know, say, hey, you know, if you've never heard traditional country music, listen to this song you know i think it's <laughs> putting you on the
2: right path absolutely i uh, i have so my favorite song right off the bat forever and always will be amarillo by morning just based oh, off of man. my my yeah. uh back the backstory and and my my heritage and my lifestyle but i i tell you if i were to just sit down and say hey here's a here's a song that that you know you might not listen to country music all the time but Here it is, is uh, there's a Tracy Bird song called I Want to Feel That Way Again. And Mm. it's the the lyrics in it are great. And uh, it's almost kind of like a Garth Brooks, the dance, you know, it's, it's uh, relatable to almost everybody. And, and that's what really, I think, drives a a hook, you know, a person that wants to listen to music is, hey, I relate to that. And so I I would say, uh, if you're not going to listen to Amarillo by morning, then, uh, definitely. I wanna feel that way again.
1: Oh wow. You know, I had forgotten all about that song. <laughs> it is a good song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that is uh probably one of the best Tracy Bird songs ever. You know, I wish that he would um I know that he's active in Texas, but you know, I've not heard much from him outside of the state of Texas, like you know um in terms of some of his music getting released you know to um some of the uh, mainstream charts. I just haven't heard him um at all, so I'd love to to hear him you know on you know most of the radio stations you know outside of Texas too. I mean y'all can't keep him to yourself for long, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well I, I wouldn't want that on anybody but I uh, I really enjoy the fact that, that he has been around here in Texas as of late but uh, I'm like you I'm I'm ready for some new Tracy Bird music and I, I'm ready for it to go mainstream so um, yeah. uh, I'm I'm just a fan and and uh, just as much a fan as as I am uh with with Tracy with anybody and and I I really enjoy that he's still working hard at it and and you got to admire a guy like that
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He puts on a good show. Well, um, I remember back in, golly, I want to say 2018. Yep. 2018. You had the number two song of the year in the state of Texas.
2: That's right. That's I really, that was a song that uh, really took off for us. And uh, I had some buddies that lived in Amarillo and they're uh their band broke up they were they were called uh, 7 miles south and i uh, i asked them i said well you know hey what what are y'all going to do with the song and they said i don't know do you, do you want it and i said well absolutely i think it's a great song and and if you add a little bit more steel guitar in there i think we could make that thing a country song mm-hmm. and uh so we went ahead and put did that in the studio and and it did it blew up to number 2 we were almost there to number 1 but Aaron Watson's Run Wild Horse's Run uh nudge this out but but i'm I'm in good company if if he's who i'm uh, in competition with
1: (laughs) yeah that's a good song i mean that song has more of a you know like more of a rocked out guitar and everything but um definitely still has like that you know traditional country underpinning and the the story you know uh in that song is you know just awesome as well yeah i really really like that song you know i i, I really, really
2: appreciate it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that that was great um and so you know we're going to go ahead and hear that song right now
3: Not for soul. But he looks rich Putting out his last cigarette She drives on, And those damn wheels Keep turning around And around in his head She goes on With someone else He starts thinking To himself When she's around She makes me sad When she's gone back.
1: Uh, past year or two it's it's been really crazy for everyone um what do you say Anna with this COVID thing I mean it's
0: kind of what has COVID-19 taught you if any well I can tell
2: you right now I, I definitely engaged in social media a lot more mm-hmm. and uh and that's really the way that to, the, when during COVID when everything was shut down and nobody was playing shows uh it gave us a great opportunity to uh, to really prep for this release on this new record and and it, it took it took us to the next level on on getting on social media and and getting out there and and really getting out to, to fans a lot more, and that that really is it, it leveled the playing field uh, so to speak. So it made it to where uh, everybody was looking on Facebook, looking on YouTube, looking on Spotify uh, for music and even some live cuts because nobody was going to concert. But uh, but looking back on it now, it's just sort of strange to me that uh, that we didn't have live concerts. It's almost like it was a dream, and and uh, and I'm honestly I'm I'm very glad that that dream is is hopefully over, potentially over.
1: Yeah, more like a yeah. nightmare. I mean, it's like it right. Was the, yeah, it was the first. I don't. Well, I can't really speak, but um, as far as as I know it was the first time the honky tonks in Texas actually closed up. I
2: know it. I know it. It was, it was really, really sad. And there's some places that we'd played before that, that, uh, that didn't make yeah. it out. And mm-hmm. it was, it was sad to see. And, and these, these lifelong, the oldest dance halls in Texas, they just couldn't stay afloat after the shutdown. And, and it's, it's sad to see. Uh, but with that, uh, you know, with the, with the death, there's a birth and, and hopefully there'll be another one out there that's, just as good if not better out there making its rounds and and becoming the next big honky tonk in Texas.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that, that was kind of scary. That's when I really, you know, it kind of hit home and I was like, "Oh gosh, this is, you know, I mean, this is something, you know."
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. That, that
1: is. Yeah, that, that's, you know, they never close. So I, you know, but <laughs> like you said, um it'll give room for other establishments, you know, to to you know step forward hopefully i hope you know
2: that's right and and who knows you know we, nobody knows what the future holds but but as of for the for the foreseeable future you know i'm i'm just proud to to get out there and see smiling faces and and see people singing backwards and and getting out there and dancing and and these are all things that heck people had almost a year of being cooped up and not yeah. able to do anything yeah. like that and so it's good to yeah. see everybody back out and and it looks like everybody's coming out and drove
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, you can't hope for, you know, anything, you know, better than that. And people, you know, need to be able to go out and, you know, and, and kind of unwind and unplug, you know, it's just really tough. I just can't imagine, you know, not being able to do any of those things. And there's a lot of people that were impacted, you know, more so than than others, you know, because uh, if, if all you have is really the weekend, then you know where does that leave you when you can't even go to you know your neighborhood place to you know do a little two-step you know see see a lot of
2: I I remember uh whenever the shutdown very first happened heck we uh and you couldn't even go in a restaurant and eat it was uh there was a lot of home time and and Mm -hmm. uh, at first it it got to me to the point where it was you know are we ever going to get back to a to a real normal and and it's just good to see that, that we're slowly but surely getting back to it. And, and that's really what I hope for with, with uh, this music is is it changed me a, a lot uh, at the way that I saw uh, getting your music out there and, and getting out there to the fans and, and playing your brand of music. You know, it ain't almost anywhere, anywhere that'll have you because uh, it's it's just uh, one of those things that taught me a lesson. They They say kind of like how, the Great Depression changed that generation mm-hmm. to, to the point mm-hmm. where they they really held on to their money. Well, I'm definitely hanging on for every minute of playing time I can get in a live setting.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, now I had um, read something about um, you uh, going through something um, physically, like I, I think something with your liver a couple of years ago. Because the next question that I wanted to ask is, you know, what's the toughest thing you've been through, and I, I'm wondering if that whole thing was maybe one of the toughest things that you've been through.
2: Oh, absolutely. I've, I've been, uh, I've been very fortunate and, and very blessed over the years. And, and I, uh, I actually, uh, when, whenever I did get sick, uh, I had a, an abnormal, you know, type growth on my liver. They actually didn't think that I was going to be able to pull through and, oh. and, uh, they, they gave me about a, a year uh, to to try and and they would monitor me and and make oh sure that I, I can no, make it through. Man. But it was uh, that's why there was such a gap between uh, my my first record and this mm-hmm. record is because it I wasn't really sure if there was going to be a second record. Oh <laughs> and, and my goodness, so Kate! We, wow. uh, it was it by the uh, by the good Lord above that I, I made man. it through and and okay. went through for uh, my last checkup. I think about six months ago, and they gave me a 100% clean bill of health. So it was a a modern day medical miracle. So it was, it was truly a blessing. And and now I'm able to get back out there and do what I love and, and uh, put all of that behind me.
1: Praise God for that. That's, That's you know, I'm a person of faith. And let me tell you, that's, you know, things like that, you know, that God has a hand in them. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. It wasn't my time yet. And and, uh, that's, that's one of the, The great things is I get to go out there and and keep telling my story and and, uh, it's just uh, I I have fun doing it and and now I definitely uh, not only you know taking live shows for granted I I don't take a a single day wake up and and get to have fun all over again so it's it's really it it just is nothing else to say but it's a blessing
1: oh that's fantastic case well we want to play another song that we really liked uh, from over Fort Worth Uh, Which is, and the reason why we like this song, uh, well, there's a lot of reasons, but I I would say that one of the top reasons is because it really has that kind of, I don't know, Western swing flavor to it. Um, We just like the overall feel. And then also the lyrics in this song are just awesome. So it's Sign of a Fool. So yes. <laughs> that, yeah, we love that song. Um is there a, a story with that song? I mean, how did you come across that song?
2: Well, so I uh like like I said going from rodeo to rodeo, they, they always had these dances uh after the rodeo and and uh, it, they were always guys like uh Jake Hooker and uh mm-hmm. Jody Nick, uh, general, you know, regional Texas guys and yeah. and uh, they played a lot of western swing and I'm a huge western swing fan. Uh, because it's basically jazz with, uh, without the big band, was, uh... you put fiddles in there. instead. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and that's, I, I mean, I, I really love it. And I wanted to have something on there that was kind of, uh, kind of my little stamp that, you know, you don't really hear on radio much anymore. And, and so we went in there and recorded it. And I, uh, I, I was really, really happy, uh, with the way it turned out. And, uh, the, the fact that it did sound so traditional, Uh, believe it or not it was our first record and it was a a top 20 uh hit song for our first single on radio and and it was uh it went over very well and and now I did get a few places uh, a few country stations I won't I won't name any names that said uh that it that it was too country for country music and Mm -hmm. that that always blew me away but I was I was very happy with uh with that being the first single and and it's one, it's a fun one to play at every show, you know, fill up that dance floor and and uh it's it's just one of my favorites from over Fort Worth.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's absolutely uh, one of our favorites. And every song on there, you know, quite honestly, case are just good songs. And so, you know, we expect more of the same. You kind of you know, set the bar high with your first album. So <laughs> now you're gonna have to be meticulous with your second album.
2: <laughs> that's Cause. right. Well, thank you for that. I I really appreciate it. And, and I I tell you, with this next record, uh, after the uh, after we got done with the session, uh, Ronnie Huckabee, who's actually the band leader for uh, for this band called Ace in the Hole, and well, they, that's George Strait's
1: backup band, right? George Strait's backup band. No? That's
2: George Strait's band, and so mm-hmm. uh, they, he he went out and he said, "Man, I don't know what you did with this uh, with this second record, but uh, I'm I'm more excited about this one than the first one. That one really gave me hope." And I told him, "I said, Ronnie, what I uh, <laughs> what I had on this one is I had a ton of time. You know, COVID knocked everybody out, so uh, this one I know the bar is high, but but uh, I'm excited to see how the how the bar you know is after this record. It's." It's uh, going to be a, a great record, and we can't wait.
1: Awesome. Well, we have some fun questions for you, but I did want to share something with you. Okay, so uh, do you know that there is another artist with your exact name? His name is Case Hard. <laughs> did you know that?
2: <laughs> I do, I do, and and okay. So here's the thing: I was in seventh grade, so I was. This was around about 2008. And I was, I was, uh, I had, uh, looked up on MySpace was the big thing back then. So I had looked up oh my on MySpace, face. just looked up Case Harden and see, to see what else popped up other than me. And, and, uh, this guy popped up, this other band in, 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 uh, the, Damn. in the, in the England area. Yeah. And we, uh, we went, I, I sent him a message and I said, Hey, you know, my name is Case Harden and, and what, what's the, what's the deal wow. here? So. He uh, anyway, we we struck up a friendship. The lead singer's name is Pete Gal, and oh, uh, super nice guy. Every time they come out with a record or, or have a new koozie or a, or anything, they send it to me. And same thing with me. Every time I come out with a awesome. record or a new koozie, I send it to him. But they uh, he said that they found actually found that name. It was a character in a book, and they thought wow. it was a perfect a stage name for him. So. They uh, they ended up coming up with that stage name and and uh, here I am it's it's my my uh, given You're birth name so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought that was just so funny I was just when I saw that I said oh my gosh I don't believe it. and when I and so I looked at the video and I see you know an older person and everything and I'm like wait a minute
2: <laughs> yeah that's not me I'm I'm still a kid <laughs> but, right and then when we heard. It, the <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: well, I was, I was going to say when, when he, uh, when he had all of his music out, you know, I, it's real, real kind of, it's almost like that outlaw kind of music. It's yeah. like Americana. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I tell people mm-hmm. that if you, uh, if you can, you know, see the differences, I I have a, a clean face. I can't grow a beard and, and that guy can. So that's the difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he,
1: yeah. And he's got kind of that long, scraggly type hair and everything. Yeah. So it's right? kind, of, kind of interesting. All right. That sounds cool. Go ahead and grab the next uh, question, Anna. What was the worst teacher you had?
0: What advice would oh, you give? I, I, <laughs> I, I've,
2: I've, I've been lucky. I've had some pretty good teachers, but there was one I can think of uh, he uh, he was a, an economics teacher or professor at, at the university that I, I've attended, and uh, he uh, every day because I I would be gone on most Thursdays and Fridays for for shows and, and the mm-hmm. occasional Monday or Tuesday for radio tour and uh, but I, I went to, to school every day that I could and, and uh, never skipped class on him and. And uh, I, every time I was I would be gone, I'd send him a, an email about two or three weeks beforehand, just so we could plan on it. Sure. And uh, but he uh, he absolutely hated me, and I don't know why.
3: <laughs> but uh, I,
2: every time I try to talk with him and reason with him, uh, it was always a real snarky comment. And all you got to do, is that's your professor. You 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 grin down, you know, you down, uh, bear down and 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 just kind of take it. But. It was uh, that that guy. I mean, I'll, I'll remember him for a long, long time. But uh, he he made that one class not as much fun as it could have been. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> what did yeah. you get
1: in the class? Do you mind sharing? Did you pass?
2: Well, I, I I did pass. I, I passed very, and you know, with exceptional grades. And that was actually the uh, the the way that he uh, said it there at the end is is he said, I don't know how a kid like you made a grade like this. So. Wow. That's, that's the uh, what a jerk.
1: That's, oh wow that's
2: the kind of that's why he'll uh he'll forever be uh in my in my head and so
1: yeah. i
2: just oh thank god goodness. i don't have to take any more classes with him
1: <laughs> good for you though well, case what advice would you give that teacher if you you know if you were put in a position where you could just you know impart some advice you know, what would you say to him based on, you know, your experience with him?
2: Oh, I'd just, uh, I'd just tell him that uh, a whole lot of, you know, you never know what a person's going through. They may be busy Mm -hmm. outside of class or anything, but, but uh, my, my main piece of advice would be, you know, it's not that hard to, to not be a jerk
1: <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> to be nice. It doesn't cost anything to be nice and be kind to people. Oh, not at all. Not at yeah. all. It's, it's, you get
2: to wake up every day. Every, every day is a brand new day, but every day he yeah. chose to be the way he was. And, and all that means is that, you know, I, I graduated and, and I just never have to take another class with him.
1: <laughs> yes. Knock on wood. Yeah, absolutely. We all have, you know, at least one of those teachers, you know, <laughs> you don't know That's what, right. you, did, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's one of those good <laughs> that you knew that you knew that it wasn't you, that it was just a teacher that, cause some people, you know, start thinking, well, what's wrong with me and why doesn't, you know, this teacher like me and, you know, <laughs> and you knew right. that, have nothing to do with you so that's good
2: that's that's oh there's there's uh I learned some advice early on that uh that it takes all kinds to make a world and and that that right there is case in point
1: right yep yep all right so um we love watching cartoons here we don't mind saying it. <laughs> so, and um I I'm you know guessing that maybe you do too so um is there a particular cartoon character that you think you're you know, that you, you know, I, I don't know that you're like, and, and why?
2: Well, I, uh, I actually, growing up, there was this, this TV show on Nickelodeon, uh, and it was called the, uh, the Fairly Odd Parents, and oh, they, uh, yeah, there was we a, watched a, it, uh, we watched
1: <laughs> the Fairly Odd Parents, yeah,
2: it's the, uh I, uh, I, I watched it growing up, and, and there was this guy in there, he was kind of a supporting character, a supporting role, but, uh, there's this guy on there his name is, is Doug Demodome. he's the owner of the Demsdale Demidome and um, well, I, uh, sure, I I, I, that guy right there for me is is uh, one of the coolest guys on there I mean every every frame that you see him come in his his hat gets bigger and and bigger and bigger and and depending on who you ask Steph, that, that might be the same for me as every every show I come out pumped up and, and ready to go and and uh, my hat just gets bigger and bigger.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah, that is actually one of the cartoons that we watch. You know, we we love watching cartoons and stuff, you know. And so, uh, um, yeah, and calculating, because you said um you graduated, I think you said you graduated in 13. So that would maybe put you right around 25 or 26. I'm 20. I'm actually 27. So I just turned 27. 27. 27. But oh, you just I just turned. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. so, so I uh but math is right you're spot on do <laughs> mm-hmm. so you um so you have a late birthday
2: I do I do I'm I'm a I'm a late summer early fall baby so it's That's uh why. it's mm-hmm. it's part of the uh part of the curse I was always a uh, you know I was always the oldest one in, in school so but it was actually pretty cool because you might be able to get away with a little bit more but it was uh it was, it was neat and, and fun, but I, and I really enjoyed my time at school here in San Angelo, and, and, uh, but now I, I feel like the, uh, with my time out for music, I feel like the, the old man on campus that coming back into it, and <laughs> I think when we recorded that first record, I was, mm-hmm. uh, I, when we recorded the first record, I had just turned 21, and uh, so getting mm-hmm. to be coming back and release a new record six years later, uh, it's, uh, you know, not many people know why, but, but it's it's good to finally be getting new music out there and, and uh but I do I feel feel like the old the old senior on campus right now. So it's it's a good spot to be in.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the funniest or coolest thing that's ever happened to you?
2: <laughs> so I uh I have a lot of, of really funny things that, that always happen on the road and, and uh a lot of them I, I can't <laughs> I can't really oh. <laughs> talk about on over over here, but uh, but I, I will say that there was a, a big dream of mine to to get out and uh, and play the Coliseum in the in the place that you were born and raised, and you see a bunch of great acts get to play in the Coliseum and uh, here in San Angelo, and and uh, anyway, one one trip we had uh, we were out with Pat Green and Aaron Watson, and
1: oh, wow. uh, one of their
2: stops was at. The Coliseum in San Angelo, and and uh, we did. We we had played to a sold out show there at the Coliseum. Uh, I think, you know, around about seven thousand, eight thousand people. So it was,
3: oh it was, uh,
2: it was a blast. And it's one of those things that I'll remember for forever. And it was uh, just another check off the bucket list.
1: oh my goodness yes i can't and then all the people that know you had to show up of course you know the hometown (laughs) boy absolutely and it was
2: it was great to see everybody and, and stuff like that you know depending on how you do it you can either have a lot of fun, see them, or you can get in a lot of trouble. And I try to stay as far away from that trouble as I possibly can. So.
1: But was it nerve-wracking, Case? I mean, just, you know, I mean, because I'm sure you went and saw a lot of shows there when you were growing up. I mean, was it, I mean, when you were like, you know, there, where you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually going to, you know, play here right now.
2: <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, I was I was nervous at first, That that first little, uh set of jitters right before you walk on stage mm-hmm. and and but uh my i mean after around about the uh the, the intro of the first song right when i started singing it was just boom i was on cloud nine so it was uh it was great the energy is great and those are the kind of shows that it's fun you know get crowd involvement and, and uh it's your hometown so you're going to see some familiar faces out there and and being able to to sing along with some of the songs out there it's it's just it was a great you know one of those bucket list moments and and I was proud to say that that we got to do it.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, the next question we have is like the most feared question in our podcast. <laughs> this question has become <laughs> like so infamous. no, I'm not kidding, and I even had one and i i'm I can't again can't tell you it was um but yeah, you know, pretty famous person though, pretty famous person um who like just said, you know, I just can't answer this question. <laughs> it's just, there's no way <laughs> I can, because he, he just could, he's like, I just can't pick just five songs. So I mean, five uh, CDs. So this question is, if you were on a deserted island with, you know, like, let's say maybe you have your iPhone or I don't know. Maybe there's a tiki bar or something, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, what five albums would you have to have and why?
2: Well, I, uh, I had an answer for this, uh, that, that I was my, it was my go-to just until the last, I'd say the last week, uh, I, I changed it. So oh, wow. I would, uh, for sure do a, uh, I would I would do the uh does Fort Worth ever cross your mind George Strait oh, record. Yes, George. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would uh I would also do the right or wrong record. There's some great Western mm-hmm. swing on there. And uh I'd I'd also pick uh the newest John Party record that Rancho Fiesta he got yes, to record his, I love uh, that his,
1: album. Yes.
2: Oh it's it's awesome. He, he got to record in his in his barn at his house during COVID. I read that. And uh yes it was a great record it had a great a, a bunch of great covers on there oh, really? uh i i would pick uh tracy bird has a record called no ordinary man uh from mm-hmm. the 90s and and i would pick that one and i think for my fifth record that i would bring is this new cody cody johnson record the yes. uh, the human Devil album oh
1: my god it's yeah. so good yes 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 it is you get a hand clap yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah with good. that human
2: that that record human we uh, we uh, the guy that plays still for Cody now is, his name is Harrison Yount. he played for us for uh, forever and and he actually got a phone call oh. from uh, from Cody's uh, manager and he also got a phone call at the same same event we were at from uh, the guy that that little the little boy that that uh, uh, sang Hank Williams in the in the Walmart and it went viral oh
0: yeah
2: uh, he got a call from him and uh, he he said who would you go with. And I said, man, Cody Johnson is about to put out some great music. And he told me about uh, about a month before it came out. He he had uh, showed me a little sneak peek. And it is one of the best records that I've heard this year and and possibly within the past five years. It's it's a great record.
1: Oh, it really is. And He's, you know, really kind of staying true, you know, to his musical style and everything. Um, There were like, you know, and that's something I I will tell you. (laughs) I always fear listening to someone's new album because I've been so disappointed, right, Anna? We've been so disappointed in the past where, you know, an artist that we've always enjoyed their music. And then they come out with, I don't know what they were smoking or something
2: <laughs> that's right I I'm, believe me i'm right there with you now, I, and i know that for a fact we uh we stayed true to uh on this next record so no no need to worry on this one but we'll uh i tell you it's i can't i can't help but get away i was doing a radio uh tour interview the other day and a and guy said do you, uh, do you try, you, it sounds like you don't try to, to do that traditional sound. It's just there. And I said, oh, trust me, it's it's been there for a long time. It's going to, it's going to stay.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, it's, you're doing what's in your heart, you know, and you can hear that, you know, um, I think uh, there's a lot of people on planet Earth that um, you know, kind of dabble here and dabble there, you know, and they just kind of, you know, trying to find their sweet spot or something. Um, but then I, I think that there are people that just know, you know, this is what I love, this is what I enjoy, and this is what I'm gonna keep doing because this is what I like, you know. Um, and so, you know, and then again, I we've talked to so many artists that um, and actually Bernie was one of the artists that said, you know, what happens is Nashville. Uh, sometimes we'll grab a hold of someone, you know, and they like the music. They think that the person has a lot of talent, but then they'll try to change that person, change their style. You know, say you have to expand your audience and you need to, you know, maybe you'll do this tractor rap song or this hiccup, <laughs> you know, well, or something.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm way out on that. I, I don't even think that uh, I don't even think that that would sound good with me. As slow as I talk, I don't. I don't even think I could get it. Get all the words in one stanza, so I. Uh, I really enjoy people like Bernie and and uh, Billy Yates, who who wrote Alcohol Abuse, and I really enjoy people like uh, Aaron Barker. He sent us a song. He he actually does the Bluebell commercials, and uh, oh, and he's yeah. written a, a slew of number ones for for Straight, and he with those kind of artists and those kind of songwriters on this next record. I mean, we, we had no choice. It's, every, I believe in every song and, and that's, that's the, the start of a, of a great record. So, uh, I couldn't do any hip hop if I tried, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, come on, Kate,
1: I can hear you doing a rap or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, maybe it, it depends on how much alcohol I abuse. I might there try, you know, go. but I, I try to, I try to not say, you know, that's about as close. That alcohol abuse song was about as close to a rap song as I think I'm going to (laughs) get.
1: Yeah, you can do like a Toby Keith thing. You know, what's that song? He he came out with a song that was kind of half talking, half singing. I I can't remember it now. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, something like that. No, it's so funny. You know, I don't. um, I'm one of those people. I don't bash and trash anyone. Whatever someone wants to do, that's fine. And, you know, God help them and everything. I just know what I like, you know, and that's what it comes down to, you know. And so that's right. You know, that's more right. power to everyone out there that's uh, trying to do some of these, you know, crazy things out there. You know, um, if Um if you do it well, then, you know, great, you know. <laughs> I mean, right. Exactly yeah I, mean, I know what
2: my wheelhouse is and I think I'd be mm-hmm. a little bit too uncomfortable so uh if, if you're right. uncomfortable while you're doing music it just it just doesn't make sense to me so
1: no you're not, not able to connect with your audience and that's you know that's a big thing you know you have to be able to connect with your audience and you know if the music you're singing isn't doesn't flow naturally from you then you're going to have you know problems there and that's not good you know and that's exactly Always right you have yeah, right. develop a strong audience base um now, I, you, did you try out for American Idol?
2: I, I did. So, uh, my senior year in high school, I went to, uh, I went and did American Idol and, and, uh, I thought, I thought it would be, uh, it, cause I, I I'm really competitive. I, I, and so I, I went and, uh, went to the, here in San Angelo, they were having, they had uh, a guy named Tim Dubois, who's, uh, uh, Nashville. He, he's a, a big name in Nashville and, I mean. and, uh. Uh, Tim Dubois came into town as a as a judge uh, for this in San Angelo. Whoever won first place moves on to the you know the, the next stage, which would be Austin, uh, and then you know after Austin it's Hollywood and, and everything like that. And so I went ahead and I, I tried out, and, and all I knew at the time was a because uh, it was really my first year of playing music, and so I went and and tried out and and won it and went to Austin and and I uh, got a front of the line pass and and went ahead and went in front of producers and then eventually went up to uh Keith Urban and and Harry Connick Jr and Jennifer Lopez. And I actually made it uh made it about 9 rounds, so it was oh. it was uh, a, a blast and and uh on the the last deal that the last uh, episode that, that I was on, they uh I I sang a Brooks and Dunn song and and like I said, it was my first year, I was very green and uh and Keith Urban had asked me you know if if I had uh, done anything else other than traditional country music and and I said that you know no sir that that's all I all I really know uh just because I hadn't been in it long enough to mm-hmm. uh, to broaden my horizons and listen to different kinds of music and and uh anyway that's that's what it came down to was just uh, a knowledge of, of different music. And, and now I do, I have a better, better view of all sure, sorts of yeah. different kind of music, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh traditional country is still where I, where I call home.
1: Right. Oh, that's so interesting. And I wonder how you felt. I mean, you were just a, a teenager from what you're saying. <laughs> that must have been that's right.
2: Devastating. I was, uh, well, whenever the last, uh, the last round that I was in, i uh, we had been up for i think i think two or three days straight just filming and and doing all sorts of different things and and uh on the last day that I was there uh they they follow you out with cameras and everything and and uh they said you know what what are you gonna do now or are, are you still gonna play music and uh I, my my exact words to the camera were uh for right now I'm gonna go home and sleep, so that was all <laughs> I was worried about at the time but <laughs>
1: Wow! But, wow. Uh,
2: awesome. Since then, we've we've done pretty well with uh, with our music, but I, I can't I can't say that American Idol didn't help because it was a a great opportunity. It was a, it was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and oh, mm-hmm. a, a, absolutely! And and things that people don't get to do every day, and so that's that's one of the things that I really enjoy most about it is I get to say that that we've done that, and, and uh, it was just a, a fun overall, it was a great experience.
1: That's fantastic, Case. So you have a new album that's going to come out um, called Lucky Hymn and we already know there are a couple of fantastic songs on there. Um, So when is that? Do you have a date or are y'all kind of trying to figure that out? Will it be early next year, you know, after the holidays or?
2: So it'll actually be uh, at the the last uh, Friday of December. So Wow. Uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to it it's going to be the turn of the turn of the uh the year album oh, wow. and uh it's it's one of those things that uh the the second single will be out on radio and then shortly after that we'll we'll drop the record and and uh we're we're just super excited i really appreciate the support oh,
0: absolutely and, and, uh, we're uh,
2: we're we're really excited to see where it goes and and uh, we know that uh, over Fort Worth, like we said earlier, was a, was a hard act to follow, but, but I think we, uh, I think we got it done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds great. And do you know what the second single will be? Not yet? Or.
2: So I've talked to, uh, I've talked to my radio promoter quite a bit, uh, about it and, and, uh, we're thinking we might slow it down. And, and that Aaron Barker song, that's a song called most beautiful place. And, uh, okay. it's, uh, it's a great song and, and it's a ballad and And one of those slow songs that that you can really get some great fiddle work in there and and, uh, just talks about, you know, I've seen the peaches grow in Georgia and the sunsets in California, but overall, you're the most beautiful place I've ever been. And and so it's a a great song and and we're really excited for that one to be on radio because I know it'll hit home for a lot of people.
1: When will they release that? I mean, alcohol abuse might go to number one. Case it might. Do. I know it.
0: <laughs>
2: it's We're excited. I, I think within the next two weeks, once we hit the top, uh, then mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll get a we'll get about four weeks of uh, of a break and and uh, be able to get out there and get ready to launch this next single. So it'd be a, it'd be a safe bet to uh, to look somewhere around the middle of November for this next single
1: all right that sounds real good well um obviously there's going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast that may just know you know alcohol abuse and you know um as one of your songs and might not know about you know the whole canon of your music they might not know about over fort worth and that type of thing so is there kind of a, a message or anything that you'd like to share with your new fans, you know, people that might not be really familiar with you yet.
2: Absolutely. Uh my my what I'd like to say is uh can't wait to see everybody at a show. We're we're coming all over the place and and uh staying just as busy as we can after COVID. And, uh we look forward to seeing everybody out there at some shows and and absolutely on on uh over Fort Worth. Uh had a lot of success there and and uh it shows my, my traditional country background and my traditional country roots and with this next record coming out here in a, here in a couple of months that it's going to also show my uh, my traditional countryside but also how much I've grown as an artist within the past 5 years 5 or 6 years and I think alcohol abuse is a, a good representation of of a powerful driving record that is going to be this next album, uh, Lucky Him. Fantastic.
1: And how can fans connect with you, Case? What's your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or website? Um, just, you know, any of those social media platforms that you might use, if you could share those, uh, you know, name handles and also the uh, website address.
2: Absolutely. So our website is www.casehardin.texas dot com C A S E H A R D I N Texas dot com and then uh our Facebook is Case Harden Music. Our Twitter and Instagram is case underscore harden. And uh heck if if Vine is even a thing, I think I still have a Vine out there. But TikTok no, out no. there,
1: Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> what's taking over tiktok yeah is it? pretty much yeah TikTok. TikTok oh, we, we
2: got one of those too. so just anywhere that uh that i could be found i think i even uh i every once in a while i'll, I'll dabble on pinterest you know just see what, mm-hmm. what's going yeah. on out there in the world but yeah. but uh but no we we try a uh, youtube you know itunes spotify e- everywhere that music is sold or heard uh you can find our music on there and uh we look forward to seeing all the new fans and new faces out pretty soon.
1: And the tour schedule is on your website for the most part? That's
2: right. On the yeah. website and and on the uh on our Facebook and and it gets updated every day. We with right. with COVID and the craziness of of uh venues right now, it's it's uh, I I know that we were scheduled to play a show uh this next this coming Friday and uh, the venue itself just the whole venue shut down so having to reschedule date and we ended up playing uh next friday uh somewhere else and and that's just the way it goes but you can find any of that information on our facebook or on our website
1: all right well we usually like to you know close up with an acoustic set from you just a song that you'd like to play i can't
2: thank y'all enough for for having me on and letting me do this with y'all i really appreciate it song that's uh going to be on the next record and and uh i really appreciate y'all's help on the on the new single too it's it's uh, going to be awesome and and i can't thank y'all enough for the help and the support
3: 70 miles from brady just a foot away I never want this ride to end after all we've been through. You've seen the best, you've seen the worst, you've seen a lot of me lately. So no,
1: I don't want
3: to go back to Brady. 30 miles outside. I can feel my heart breaking. There's no more I can say or do. No time left for changing. Cause what I said and what I did wasn't good for you, baby. So know, I don't County line What's that in your eye? Is that a twinkle or a tear? We're closing in five miles out from this dreaded destination. I know you're in a hurry, but my heart is full of patience. side of McCullough County line. I won't save me. Lord knows I don't want to go back to And I can't even bear to say goodbye
0: The New Traditionalist 2021